Welcome into the Atlanta Football Party, a bonus version. I am your host, Jarvis Davis, and I got a very, very special guest here with me today, my main man, George Foster. If you guys don't know, he was a first-round pick for the Denver Broncos back in 2003. He is a absolute Georgia dog to the fullest. As you can see, if you're watching us on YouTube, my main man is representing. He got the SEC championship. So I had to bring my guy on to talk about the dogs against the Crimson Tide. False, we know it's going down December and, and on Saturday against the uh, Crimson Tide at 4 o'clock at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Now, I got to start off by asking you this. We all know Kirby Smart's history with Nick Saban and how he basically ushered him into the to the coaching game, and I think that Kirby Smart can admit that hey, part of where the reason why he is where he is today is because of Nick Saban. But he's never beat him in the SEC championship before. Is this the time that the student actually beats the teacher? I think this is the, I think this is the time. It um, uh, like you said, uh, he Kirby started a long a long way back. Um, with Coach Saban, well, he well, we'll back that up. Kirby, I played with Kirby one year, and then he came back okay. and was a GA, GA and all that stuff. But like when he really got it rolling was with Coach Saban. At probably he probably joined him at LSU if I'm not mistaken. He was then LSU, went yep. him, uh-huh. Then went with him to the Dolphins, and then back um, to uh, college to the, to the college ranks with Alabama. And they had an amazing run. Um, uh, I think, I think people, if we're being honest with you, we can we can say that Kirby was, in hindsight, Kirby was probably a big reason for some of that run. You know, yeah, he's <laughs> <laughs> a good dog I mean? recruiter. I tell you that much. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, um, I think it's time. I think he has. I think Kirby has. His guys, um, the the he's ingrained enough of the mindset what it takes to finish games. Um, is um, the last SEC championship versus uh, Bama, you know, didn't go as they planned. It was uh, somewhat of a blowout. Um, but the you know the one before that, well, well you know, uh, well the the um, the other game that was in the dome. So we're gonna we're gonna frame this as in Mercedes Benz Stadium because the other last time, you know, it wasn't SC championship; it was the Natty, and mm-hmm. we still couldn't get it done. You know, the last yeah. minute, you know, touchdown, last second touchdown, and uh, yeah. overtime, and they lost. They lost then. Um, this Saturday, I believe that uh, one. I believe Georgia has the better team. Uh, I believe Georgia has the better collection of coaches. You know, I think, I think the head guys are a push at this moment. Uh, That's fair. You know, they, Nick, That's Nick saying a lot, though. It. You know, it's a push. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Nick, Nick Saban Nick, Kirby is a push. Oof. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a push you, right now because yep. Nick had to. Nick had to do a hell of a job um, this year coaching that team. Um, they only had one loss. Um, it was week two, and they put on a run since then. Kirby. um, I think Kirby, um, he's had to do the same thing with yeah. losing, what, 25-plus 20, draft picks over the last two years. No doubt, yeah. Uh, losing guys in season that he's had to do this year. You know, probably one of – he had he had an 
unguardable tight end, literally, you know, that he had to lose for four weeks. You know, it's, you know, he's had to do a great job of coaching this year too. But when it comes down to it, the guys on the field, I think Georgia has the upper hand on the field and at um, a lot of these positions off the field coaching wise. So I think, I think this is the year that we get the, um, uh, Monkey if I'll back as far as the SEC championship goes versus Alabama. Yeah, I'm with you, man. As far as when, as far as that coaching staff piece goes, because like the job that Mike Bobo has done this year, mm-hmm. I think people aren't really just realizing what he's done. Because, like yeah. you said, you got your quarterback Stessa Ben that goes on to the NFL as well. Nobody thought that was going to happen, but it happened. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's, that's development. That's, that's, that's coaching. A lot yeah. of it, you know, a lot of part of that is, is coaching too, as far as being able to develop players once they walk through that door and not just about getting four stars and five stars. So, but I want to talk to you about, you know, that whole Mike Bobo piece, because there were a lot of people. Well, let me not say a lot. That's a broad statement. It was a lot. There were, yeah. If I think you're going where you're going, there are a lot of, a lot of people, you know, cause I, I didn't pay like to hire. Yeah, yeah. They, don't, they didn't. They didn't like the, the Mike Bobo hire. So, yeah. but my whole thing is, why? Why do you feel like that Mike Bobo hire was so uh, controversial? So, uh, if I can put it that way. Well, we just we had a lot of talented teams, you know, mm-hmm. over the last really, you know, 30, 40 years or what? A yeah. lot of talented teams. Then hadn't got it done um, before two years ago. Hadn't got it done since 1980, and um, Bobo was a part of that. You know what I mean? He was on those. He was on you know a few of those teams, um, and but I still don't understand it because what he was tasked to do as a part of those teams, he did extremely well in yes. my book. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he did extremely well. Like if you, you know, if if your defense can't win a game for you with 40 points on the board, 30, 35 points on the board, that's not the OC's fault. No. Nah, that's not, not that's that's not the OC's fault. And you know, mm-hmm. uh Bubble has a, a great track record, you know, before this year as an offensive quarterback coordinator to me. You know, their job is to put the team in the best positions to score points. And and the last time he had that job, he did it well. You know what I mean? Especially with, you know, when he had them players. You know what I right. mean? He right. did it well. So, but people, fans are fans can be fickle sometimes. Right. You know what I mean? They want, they want, you know, first of all, they got a taste of, you know, two natties. Yep. You know what I mean? And then the guy that yeah. The, yeah, got a little spoiled. The guy that orchestrated yeah. those two um offensive um uh jobs, uh offensive performances, you know, he he left for the NFL. Mm-hmm. You know, and so people want someone they feel that's comparable to him. And they don't they like for some reason they didn't feel even though Kirby even even though Mike Bobo was on that team, right. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, uh, they feel they don't feel like that was a comparable hire 
they feel because, you know, Kirby and um, Mike Bobo is so close, you know, they're friends, you know, you know, um, been known each other a long time to feel it was a homeboy hire. Um, uh, But they're, they're not looking at the fact that Mike Bobo is extremely talented as a play caller, you know, and I was, I, I, I told people before the season, I said, we're going to be fine. I said, Mike Bobo going to dial it up. Mm-hmm. He's gonna dial it up. He got he got he got them horses in the in the stable. He's gonna dial it up. He don't have seven starters Todd, on the offensive line. Seven. <laughs> he he don't have Todd Grantham to screw it up. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know he, don't, he don't have Todd Grantham to screw it up. And so yeah. um I this is not surprising to me. The job that the job that he's doing is not surprising. And he's even you have to give him even more credit. Is because he's doing it with a, a, a new starting quarterback. He's he's been doing it with guys that have missed a lot of games. You know what I mean? Uh, running back was the running back room was depleted to start the season. You have a new quarterback in Carson Beck that's play that's playing his he's playing himself into the NFL. Yep. You know, high in the NFL. Like yeah, you yeah. Know, he's up there. We'll see what he, we'll see what he will see what he decides to do. Um, if he comes back, he's probably the top guy, you know, next year, you know, we have Shadur and all those guys, you know, if he comes back, um, but he could go and get drafted fairly high this year. You know what I mean? Uh, that's, that's a lot of Bobo, you know what I mean? He got, he got a first year starter doing his thing and he's gotten better each week, each week. He's a, you know, that's you have to give credit to Bobo on that because that kid has really been showing out. He's he's um it's a great steward of the football, doesn't give the football to the other team, places the ball immaculately all over that field, feeds everybody. We're hitting, you know, minimum seven guys a game. A lot of times mm-hmm. ten, you know, you know, mm-hmm. we'll get a reception. You know what I mean? So I'm not surprised what's going on. You know, I just know fans can be a little idiotic sometimes, and I'm 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 glad that um, he's proving me right, and he's proving a lot of people wrong. Cool. Yeah, I I think that that's I think you definitely kind of you're spot on with with that because this is this is to be able to operate within season to. Like you say, develop a quarter a quarterback, right? Like that's one thing mm-hmm. to practice as being a QB one, leading up to mm-hmm. the season and all that stuff. That's one part. But to be able to, like you said, develop and get better as the season goes along, and then mm-hmm. to be able to go from relative to being on no one's radar as far as the NFL or the next level goes, to now saying it, man, it might be a third, fourth, maybe second round pick, you know, as far as from a talent mm-hmm. standpoint, you know, it's that, that that I think that speaks volumes to you know the type of coaching uh that he's been getting uh since he since Mike Bo has taken over as the play caller and I think that that's where I feel like there's a clear advantage as far as on the field though mm-hmm. is Jalen Milrow good enough to at least keep them in the game and potentially have a chance to win in the fourth quarter to your to your, uh, to your opinion he's a he's a freak athlete for one uh most teams don't have those. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he's he's a freak athlete. Um he's um he has a great arm. You know, he's you know, he throws a great deep ball. 
Um, the intermediate stuff is where he's not, you know, where he struggles some. Uh, he's taking, you know, a long time to process and get the ball out. While meanwhile, you know, Beck is probably top five in the country. You know, getting it out. He's Two point like, five. That bad boy out of here. Yeah, he, he's at like <laughs> he's, that's that's right. That's like the number. He's at like point five. You know, Milrow is in the high threes or whatever. Yeah. You know, and so, um, but if you if you let him if you let him take over the game with his physical talents, you know he can beat you in the end. You know that was a that was an awful play call by Auburn last week to rush too, but that kid dropped it in the bucket in that corner. He dropped he dropped it in the bucket on that in that corner. You know what I mean? That was you know that was not. A guarantee throw right there, and yeah. so he has he has the skill, um, uh, but I think I think Georgia the way the way the way Kirby Schuman and uh, Muschamp they got some up their sleeve. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I I I know that for sure. You can tell how the mm-hmm. season is going. They haven't had to play. Georgia hasn't had to play a full four quarters this year, and they haven't had to blow their wad yeah. versus anybody. That's key because mm-hmm. so now, you know, there's things that Bama can't prepare for because they haven't seen it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think I think that'll come into play versus Milro because he gives he gives them the best chance to win. You know, it didn't look like that at the beginning of the season. I was not – I'm not a huge fan. Uh, it wasn't, wasn't, you know, um, I just feel like he was just – he was just an athlete. Yeah. You know what I mean? But now he's he's gotten better as the season gone, has gone on, and he's a threat. You know, he's shown he's shown that he's a threat. Um, but I think – I think um, Kirby and company will, will have a master plan of – in in the playbook um come saturday yeah well and i and i think that that's kind of where i'm at with it because i was, I was looking at the points i'm not a big gambling guy but i like to look at point spreads because you know vegas <laughs> seemed to be mostly tapped in you know they wouldn't be still around if they have a pretty good idea of how games were going to turn out so i was looking at the points spread. i think it's like five and a half when you think about mm-hmm. that that's essentially a touchdown so it's mm-hmm. i i <laughs> Like, you know, covering on, we talked about on our podcast. And by the way, you know, y'all check out 100 Sanford podcast. Um, yeah. My main man, George Foster, is one of the co hosts on there. It's a solid co- co- um, podcast. So you make sure you guys check that out. Um, but as we talked about on, on, on the football part, we talked dogs. Like, going into certain games, we're like, okay, how can Georgia, you know, prove themselves? How can Georgia make sure they do X, Y, and Z? How can they continue to improve on offense? And they've answered that question each and every time. So it's hard for me to sit up here and, 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 and say, well, maybe they might slip up against Alabama. I just don't see that happening, they man. Haven't, so, they, haven't, <laughs> they haven't shown you – they haven't shown you that yet. Right, exactly. So, like I said, it's hard to, it's hard to say. There, there's no game this year, no, no matter what the score was, there was no game this year where anyone felt like, Georgia could lose this game. 
Not, not, not even the Georgia game. Tech game. Not even the Georgia no. Tech game. No, I, just, that was, I was there. I, I knew what that, I knew I what that was. That was fashion. <laughs> that, that was a almost a scripted scrimmage. The best they could, the best they could, the best you could script it being a real game. You it was know, very clear they, that they wanted to try to get this game over as quickly as possible. Get this game, get this game over, figure out some things that they need to yeah, work man. on. Yeah. And, you know, held out a lot of key, some key people. You know what I mean? <laughs> got some people, got some key people, um, some reps. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I don't, Georgia, and the crazy part about it, man, they, like, this, this year wasn't supposed to be like this. You know, yeah. According to a lot of people, especially at the beginning of the season, people, people got people got spoiled. You know, yeah. like probably they have probably had the best defense in history a couple of years ago. You know what I mean? People got used to that. Yeah. People got used yeah. to top ten picks across the front the line. They got used to, you know, four first round guys on that front line. Yeah. You know. They got they got used to that, and um, that's not normal. That was rare, folks. Yeah, man. That was rare. That was rare. But it don't mean you can't win without those, though. You right. know what I mean? That's that's what coaching is, and that's what depth is. You know what I mean? Those you know, you have you have guys. Those guys were those guys that left. You know, you had some three stars, and you had some four stars. You had some you know guys that weren't very well known and you know they developed into some monsters you yeah. know what i mean lad mcconkey one of them yeah yeah <laughs> you, you know, know what i mean <laughs> Even so like like yeah. we like people have to realize that it's not going to look the same way this year as it has the last two but they're still pretty darn good yeah. you know what i mean and that coach extremely well and they have bought in yeah, they have sure. they have bought they have bought into the way that their program is being built, and it's 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 scary. It's only getting stronger. Yeah, <laughs> it's, that's, that's why it, it's, it's hard. hard. That's why it's, as when you see this thing crescendoing all season, yeah. it's hard to predict the uh, I mean, fall a off of, at this point against a lot of young guys playing yeah. ball for Georgia right now. Yeah, and they get some valuable reps, man. Valuable yeah, a lot, at this point. a lot of young guys. You know this yeah. team. You know, considering if, if you know if guy if guys there's some guys that are you know rated you know in the first round that you know they have the opportunity you know like an, an Amarius Mims you know <clears throat> guys like that you have um, uh, Carson Beck Brock, yeah, could, yeah. you know you know Brock is you know, he's gone <laughs> like he like he's he don't he was, he was, <laughs> Yeah, he was a, he was a he was a first round pick as a freshman. You know yeah. that is a fact. You know, just Without. using my scout eyes. You know, he was a first round pick as a freshman. Um, but you know, there's a huge bulk of this team that will be returning. And you know, that's that's pretty scary. Yeah, man. <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty scary. You know, so we'll we'll see what they can do this year. Uh, see if they can three peak. If they three-peat, I don't say reason why anyone would count out going for four. That's insane. <laughs> why would you? That's, that's insane. Yeah. If that's they didn't three-peat, if they didn't three-peat, I still don't see why 
you could count against them the next year. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Because yeah. the team that could have done the team that could have done it this year, if they don't get it done, they'll be better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, yeah. That's pretty that's pretty crazy. I you know, know what I mean? And I'm and I'm I'm just enjoying it, man. Yeah. I know we we all will be have all eyeballs will be on the the television at Mercedes Benz mm-hmm. Stadium. Whether you be watching TV or are you gonna be are you gonna be in the building on Saturday? I don't know yet. I haven't. I, I I'm still working on some things. We'll see. I, I'm one of those yeah, guys. That, that's a nice. That's a nice flex right there. It's like oh, no, I ain't able to buy quite a bit. <laughs> I'm trying to have to work that thing. Man. I have to work in there. I ain't. I ain't got a lot of people think I have, man. I, I try to finagle some things sometimes. Right, no doubt, no doubt. Well, we'll regardless of, I, I know you're gonna be watching if you're not in the building. No with, and we we thank you, thank you for joining us. Like I said he is George Foster, former mm-hmm. NFL player, dog, as you can see, and the co-host of a 100 Sanford podcast. Make sure you guys check that out on YouTube or wherever you download your podcast. Wherever. We're, we're everywhere, we you. everywhere you, everywhere, Sub- everywhere, like, yep, subscribe. Down. Yep, subscribe and, and, and like that. And we also appreciate you guys for liking and subscribing to Locked On Sports Atlanta as well. Sure. We appreciate you guys. And guys, if you don't do anything else, make sure you guys share a little love, show a little love, and most importantly, spread a little love.